The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. I'm not the one who's so far away. When, when I, I feel the snake bite into my veins, never do I fear again. And I don't remember why I came. Give me beyond. Beyond. Fucking noob. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 238. The gang's back together. Woo. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Time Mage, Ryan Clements. <laughs> he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. What'd you do when you played that tour, Punky? Punky! <laughs> In the dark night of news, the your friend of soup news. and mine, Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> Avengers tonight. Avengers tonight. Avengers. Midnight and Underdogs. Yes. We have quite, we have oh, quite yeah, the evening. Right. I, hear it's I great. totally forgot yeah. about Underdogs. Yeah. We're going Underdogs tonight, Clements. Oh, nice. One, okay, so one non-negotiable thing, I have to run back to my apartment before we leave. So okay. we'll, we'll take the meeting Luckily from you my live, apartment. you live yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Another non-negotiable thing, I'll see you there. Oh my god, it's a beautiful Thursday in San Francisco. We're excited. Yep. Big things happening here with the Avengers and whatnots. Uh, Let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. That's a robust uh, 1010 wins type beep there. When was the last time we had, yeah, three dedicated beepers? God, it was like, I feel like it was five years ago. Oh, man. Was it? Before we were at IGN. <laughs> Before Podcast Beyond. Oh, no, wait. It started five years ago. There yeah. are uh, 10 items on the list <sighs> this week. Should we play PlayStation News? We should play a game of I Doubt It or I Guarantee It. Okay. Uh, well, then we'll, we'll do a quick pimp right here. Uh, Podcast Beyond friends, you did great at getting Soupco to take care of, uh, or SF Soupco to take care of Andrew Goldfarb. Congrats yep. there. Uh, we always do this I Doubt It, I Guarantee It thing. I guarantee, of course, the game is I Doubt It from Bob's Discount Furniture. I'm sure you're all aware. <laughs> when, when, we don't like, when we don't like the news story that it should have been included on the Rope Report. And then uh, I Guarantee It from Men's Warehouse when it is included. Uh, on Up at Noon, I finally needed to get new suits, and me and Fran ended up at Men's Warehouse, and I just giggled the whole time, and then started tweeting on them about it, and they are super responsive. So everyone tweet at Men's Warehouse and tell them, at Game Over Greg, he loves his new suit for Up at Noon on IGN. At IGN. There you go. Are we ready? I guarantee I'm it. ready. 
Okay, number one, Activision has officially revealed Black Ops 2. I doubt Under it. development at Treyarch. <laughs> really? The game is set for release on November 13th, 2012. No, that's, it's, it's a huge, I guarantee it. Yeah. Big news. Set in 2025. Yeah? Yeah, the game's story is it's really cool. Yeah. Got horses in it. Like, I, I didn't care at all. Now, reading about it, I'm all excited. Just ripped off Uncharted. Yeah. Treyarch. Yeah, in 2025. Treyarch's, <laughs> Treyarch's awesome. And, and the, like, I, I just, I'm really, I, I really am excited about the new turn that the series seems to be taking with. The story, but also like it seems like it's non-linear and 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 stuff like that, which is kind of cool. And they're they're we say Call of Duty stagnant in a way it is, but it seems like they're actually taking that to heart. Even though the games keep selling better and better, they're actually going to change it. So because they know that it's good for what fifteen million copies. Yeah, I mean they're talking about branching story paths, right, or whatever. There for the first time, there's a branching thing, and then you can fail missions and then continue. I think. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear about that. I haven't. I I watched the trailer and stuff, and I was like, all right, this looks cool. And uh, I talked a little bit to David Jaffe about it and stuff like that. And so it's interesting. People are excited for it. This might actually be the first Call of Duty I beat ne- um, after the original Modern Warfare. Oh, man, yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. I just yeah. I start them and then I'm just like get so bored with them. Yeah, like, whatever. Uh, Modern See, Warfare I beat though. I did like that. I st- I've struggled through all the campaigns and every single time I'm like, all right, done with that, and then play some multiplayer and then put it on a shelf and never play it again. <laughs> you have a shelf exclusively <laughs> just, for yeah, Call my, of Duty. My Call of Duty shelf. Spe- Spec Ops is really cool. I, in Modern Warfare Two, Cross the Modern line. Warfare Two was the one that I yeah. Right, Modern Warfare Two was the one uh, that I spent the most time with, and I did as many of the Spec Ops missions. You're supposed to do them with another person. I did most of them by myself. Oh, so like I would sit, I would chat. Yeah. Well, because I wanted to, it was a chat. It's a chat. It's like a real challenge. Like you yeah. are not supposed to be doing them by yourself, but you can. And there are a few of them that you cannot do by yourself. So I, I was gonna I, say, like, did you do the ones where you, you just had the controller to, like on and nothing was happening? No, no. no like, like there's like one. Yeah, there's ones where like you're in a helicopter, yeah, a helicopter or something. Helicopter like on. you can't do them yeah. by yourself. But I did as many of them as I could by myself, and I, I thought I thought the game was a lot of fun. Uh, but then with Black Ops. I wasn't like crazy about it, and then I mean it was fine, but and then Modern Warfare Three, I just didn't get that into. It was cool. It's cool that you start in New York and you're on Wall Street and stuff like that. Like that's yeah, the yeah. kind of stuff I like. But the story of Black Ops Two sounds fucking cool. It's about yep. like it's about American technology being taken over, you know, uh, by uh, evil uh, forces. Let's just say, and uh, like what happens if our drone aircraft and our nuclear bombs are no longer in our control anymore? I think that's kind of a really cool story. Yeah. I agree. It's like in Terminator Three when Terminator gets infected by the other Terminator. And he tries to almost kill John Connor. It's just yep. like that. And then, and then they go to that hood forever. Exactly. And they go to the grave and they open it. It's filled with guns. Yeah. That, well, I that's that was in the game. Before, but that was good. <laughs> that's, that's in the game. <laughs> Remember the gun grave, which was a great PS2 game, by the Wait, way. Wait, well, the, the first sentient drone we ever made, we buried him. Let's open up his grave. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Continue. That's it. That's it. That's all uh, the news. Number two, God of War Ascension is real and it includes multiplayer. Uh, Andrew and I went down last yep. week to see it. Yeah. Uh, it will also include a single player campaign, but a new focus on multiplayer allows gamers to play as characters other than Kratos in cooperative and competitive gameplay. We have a full written preview, interviews, and a PlayStation conversation on IGN if you're interested in more on God of War Ascension. I guarantee it. Yeah. Big news. It's, you know, I'm not that down on it. You know, I'm no. not like crazy about God of War anyway. So, I mean, I'm, it's not going to, it's not like something that's like, oh, I'm so excited See, to play yeah, Ascension. That, that, that could go two different ways there. I'm not that down on it. So, you're not like down with it or you're not down on it like you're not talking shit on it like no, you're not, really I'm not down. Like, a lot of people seem down on it in the sense that, like it's like oh it's multiplayer and so I understand yeah. like you don't want multiplayer where it doesn't belong but from what we saw like it doesn't seem like it's really that out of place you yeah, know? No, yeah, yeah and that's the thing like I I don't care about God of War's story like I'm playing that game because I, I like putting together combos and doing the combat and like if in a team deathmatch mode it's awesome because you'll just dive right in and do all yeah, your yeah. combat stuff and walk four away. and four right isn't that the deal yeah yep. yeah I'll well stop. I mean so the mode we saw was four and four domination they haven't actually ironed out all the other modes yet. Gotcha. But they're talking about like team deathmatch and all that stuff. I just don't get how that's going to work. The God of War system, it just doesn't seem like it's designed for people of that same power level to fight against each other. It's yeah. all about like you fighting against lesser 
empowered well, aren't they all, they, well, the mode you saw was it, it was two teams fighting different giants or the same no, no so there's one giant and you're getting these control points and then your team takes down the giant okay. but so you're, you're also fighting, fighting each the, other you are fighting yeah. each other yeah. yes it's like red versus blue and then you have to get these you like turn these wheels or whatever to gain control points i see yeah. i love wheel turning in games that's yeah, my favorite the mechanic. best it's the yeah. best the best sure. jerry it was interesting. I, <laughs> by the time that, well, maybe not. If we hold this podcast long enough, it'll be up at the same time. But like, I, I interviewed Jaffe yesterday about a whole bunch of stuff, and we were talking about this. And he, for a brief time, was looking at direct, co-directing God of War three. And when he was doing that, he totally sketched out a plan for it to be co-op. So he was, he didn't, he was talking about how he never expected this kind of like a battle system, this kind of class-based thing. Yeah, I mean, what was frustrating for us because it seemed like it was going to be co-op at first, which makes more sense because yeah. when Andrew and I first saw the game and we were in a the theater and you know that you know Top Happy's up there and he's showing the game off, whatever. It's like it's two dudes both playing fighting like a cyclops like together. I'm like, oh, so it's it's. But co-op. it was even more. So they, they, so they faked us out twice because first it started with a profile shot of a dude who looked just like Kratos without any like ash or paint on his face, and we were like, oh, fuck. yeah. And I was like, like that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. But then then it pulls back, and then he's fighting a cyclops, and then there's another guy fighting the cyclops. Yeah, that was weird. And then they were just like, oh, we just wanted to fake you out. Like this is probably not even going to be in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's thanks, cool. bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that this is going to work because I just, from reading the comments and people, like, most people are not crazy about this idea from the people that are commenting. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And God of War, it's, it's, a, it's a big risk. I give them credit because God of War is not a, a franchise I'd want to fuck around with if I was Sony because it's one of the only things I have that people buy. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I think it was interesting, again, to lean back on what Jaffe was saying, and I think what we would say, even if he wasn't here, right, is that he's not worried about it seeing as how it's San Diego doing it. You know what I mean? Like, when has this development studio... Santa Monica. Sorry, God damn it. Why do I always confuse those would really be... They would be weird if... They'd be yeah, really if weird. The, got, like, the show team was... Yeah. They were switching <laughs> up. The baseball mechanics are Santa Monica's going to do the show now. And but he was saying... <laughs> when's the last time Santa Monica, like, steered you wrong, right? Like, this game looks like their normal amount of visual awesome and polish and whatever else it is, so... They've yeah. never steered anyone wrong. Yeah. I mean, all their first-party games... I mean, not that they have a lot of them. Connecticut and then the God of War series are all great, so... Plus all the stuff they incubate internally. They're just really... On, Santa Monica's... Yeah. yeah, I don't think I have anything to worry about. I think that's a great point. Yeah, I just right. want to say that because you were just rubbing your eyes, I'm going to make you get a coffee before we go to the Avengers tonight. Okay, I definitely that's a definitely a good idea. Okay, but I was rubbing my eyes because it just I, I can't got, wait I'm to, to get, play do my eye drops for God of War baseball. <laughs> <laughs> like Kratos, Kratos walks up to the umpire, <laughs> you conspire against me on the balls versus the strikes. Just rips the guy's head off. <sighs> got to get a new empire. I like this. Yeah. I, I would play this game. <laughs> it's like their two best selling games. Yeah, I was going to say, if PlayStation Battle Royale kicks off, don't, don't think there will be PlayStation Battle Royale All-Stars Baseball. <laughs> that would be so stupid. PlayStation All-Stars Tennis. <laughs> PlayStation All-Stars everything else. Number three. Sony has revealed a new PlayStation Network uh, exclusive called The Unfinished Swan. It comes from a new studio called Giant Sparrow, which is being incubated internally at Sony Santa Monica. Coincidentally, Giant Sparrow comes from USC and has signed a three-game exclusivity deal with Sony, an identical path famous studio that game company took as a created flow, flower, and journey. That's another game that Andrew and I saw. So now we can talk about everything we've seen. It's about time. So we saw the we saw God of War, we saw The Unfinished Swan, we saw All-Stars, and we saw Little Big Planet Karting. We is also this saw... This is, this yeah. is an I guarantee. Right. This is one of those things, this is the chance ladies and gentlemen to get on the ground floor or something mm, yep. people are sound like sound just like that game company we all know how they turned out huh so getting in here <laughs> they, they did pretty well they, they, did, they did all right yeah i'm sure swan looks awesome yeah it does it looks like a lot of fun and uh, it's, what's cool about it is like at the end of that little trailer um i think it was on 
PlayStation blog. Um, and IGN.com. Go to IGN.com. Oh, IGN.com. 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 Yeah. It was only on IGN.com. That's all I meant. Um, there's like a little shot where it looks like he's throwing light, like balls of light that light up a room as opposed to paintballs. Mm. So like, I'm really interested to see like what the other mechanics are going to be in that game. Yeah. So mechanically, the game, like we saw the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game. and it's a, it, it's all. First of all, it's really cool if you read the preview I wrote. Uh, you start in a white room. There's no explanation of anything. Like, like, and they, they want you to start fucking pressing buttons. Like, and, and you do, and then you start, like, kind of moving, and then you start throwing the paint, and uh, it indicates where you're supposed to go on. Like, it shows a wall or staircase or a corridor or whatever. Uh, I love how it sounds like you'd just be a goddamn child. Like, you're just like, <laughs> like the, 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 the presentation's really cool. It's about a boy named Monroe and his mom, and they get... St- Caught in art or something like that, and there's just oh, hey, there's, when that there's a swan. There's a swan. It's very it's very artsy, and there's a swan that you're chasing or whatever. But there's like no. There's not really a color palette from what we saw. Like so, when yeah. you see like a color, it's actually like it draws your eye. Yep. But they were saying very clearly that this isn't the only mechanic, and the game switches up, um, and they just don't want to show it to anyone because they don't. That will ruin the surprise because the game's only about two to three hours long. Yeah. Um. So like a so much like a that game company game. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, I'm excited about these guys. Uh, someone put it to me. Uh. That if this is their flow. What will their journey be like? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a really good that's a really good point. So there's very much a, a reason to be excited about uh, Giant Sparrow and what they're doing. Granted, this game's been developed for a long time, but what uh, do they have a tentative release date? It's just sometime this year. Oh, yeah. okay, it is this year. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And, and it looks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, no. I was gonna say it looks really cool. Like there is this moment where um you you're working your way up and you look back and you're like on a hill or whatever and you look back at what you've done and it was so cool because you see all of the paint you've done. And when during our demo, they were talking to us like if you play with someone who's like um like a really nervous explorer or whatever, you can see that like they they stand in one place and they throw balls everywhere to make sure they can see everything before they move on. Whereas like if someone's like used to playing first person shooters or whatever, they're just throwing shit as they're walking, so there's like random splotches, and it's really cool because you can see like different patterns based on play style, and I think that's awesome. I think that's like a really really interesting way to like analyze how you play a game. Yeah, I agree. Totally. And and it's for, for some people were confused. So it seems like it's a PlayStation Move game because uh, it's obviously like throwing things, and it is. But you can also play with DualShock, and they only played it with DualShock in front of us. Yeah. So uh, don't worry about that because I know PlayStation Move turns people off. <laughs> Man, I was worried. Yeah, I was worried a little bit too. As soon as you said PlayStation Move, I was like, oh. I think Sony's start, starting to learn its lesson. Um, even with Datora, which I, I have now, and our review will go up next week. Uh, like that seems like a PlayStation Move game only, but like they all, you can also use DualShock in it. It seems like Sony's kind of learning the lesson that not everyone wants. First of all, you're isolating the amount of people that can play the game because no one owns Move, and you're forcing people to use motion when they don't want to. And I think they're starting to learn that people don't want that. So I understand they want to sell those things, but well. is no, my, they don't. Is my mic plugged in? No. <laughs> okay. I I understand it. You think that with the, that one cord is obviously connected to that cord? That is not the right cord. Okay. Look at how thick your mic cord is compared to that cord, all right? Go get a juice box, Jesus. <laughs> They're equal thickness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, for a second, think of thickness. follow the the one you just picked up, follow back to the mic. No, the other one you just picked up, follow okay. back to the mic. Now, okay, now go the opposite direction. And what is it connected to? Oh, oh your headset, oh. not your mic. <laughs> Shut all the right. fuck up, Goldfar. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Is my mic connected? Because my headphones don't seem to be with the mic. Get out of here. You're embarrassing us. Uh, number four. <laughs> Which guy? Which all, guy? All, in everybody the room? in this everybody? room. Everybody? All right, let's all right. leave. Uh, number four. According to European Games Rating Agency Peggy, the original Deus Ex, or 
Do sex. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was I was looking around. For, what, I'm like, what's the one that's just the, for the shitty stories? Oh, I doubt it. There okay. it is. Getting a, getting a good I doubt it's it ready. It's coming to PlayStation 3. It's likely that the game will be a port of Deus Ex the Conspiracy, a PS2 game. Whether it'll be a re-release of some sort or just a PS2 classic remains to be seen. I doubt it. Really? That's breaking news. We need that in here. Deus Ex? Roper is rolling over in his couch right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number five. Sadly, uh, this is this is a this is a, a bad one. Oh. Uh, sadly, Richard uh, Lemershand from Naughty Dog has left the studio. Instrumental in the creation and development of the Uncharted trilogy, he has left the Sony-owned developer to work at USC, where he will teach in the university's prolific school of interactive media. Yeah, uh, it makes perfect sense. So I'm not. It's sad and it sucks, and he's been he's instrumental. Br- Rich is brilliant. Yeah, he's I love just. He's one of those guys I just love talking to. So always there's so much interesting stuff to talk about about the video game industry, let alone now go keep, teach a class about it. I want to I want to talk to him about eventually getting down there when he's all set up and coming and like staying, going through a few classes, not for the class, but do like, do something with Fragium. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, like I said uh, on Twitter when when this was announced, if you were at GDC and you were at his speech, which I'm sure most of you were. Uh, well, some some people we have a lot of industry people listening to the show. Ninja XYZ. If, if you were at that Make speech, like you understand how this man can be a lecturer and a professor at a school. Like he, it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever I've ever seen. He just knows everything. He's just like so much smarter than I am that I just love <laughs> listening to him. Yeah. So, I think the cartoon witch in our neighborhood is smarter than you, but that's that's fucked up. Man, that <laughs> that, that lady's something else. She's a fucking nut job. <laughs> Number six has a new character from PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale been leaked? A NeoGaf thread about the game has revealed a screenshot from the initial leak of All Stars back in November, which shows what appears to be art from Eco on an artist's screen. The uh, art is of Yorda, Eco's female companion. Does this indicate she's in the game, or that some sort of Eco state related stages being worked on? I Only time will tell. It. I guarantee it. it's a weird choice for a character if she's going to be. In I don't. You can I. I still think she could just be one of the background characters, like Hades. I agree. She could be like Hades pounding the floor of the pad upon something like that. They would still need to model her to have her back there, or even if uh, it, she could just be a model for when uh, you know you walk in as Eco with your wooden sword and whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Eco would obviously be the, yeah. the tr- obvious choice. Yeah. Yep. I still really ho- we're still really hoping for that Ethan Mars. I forgot about it until you reminded me of it. I was like, yes. yeah, we made it. I mean, we made, I made a bet with Clements last week. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you that Ethan Mars is going to be in the game. I'm right. telling you that as, as a playable character. You, we yeah. never yeah, as we a playable ne- character. Oh, did we clarify? So that was the bet. Yeah, he will be a he will be a playable, be a playable character, character on right. the roster. Ethan Mars will be on the roster. That's right. awesome. Yeah. I hope and his that, special attack is that the screen just goes black, and when it comes back, he's got an origami figure in his hand. And every, <laughs> everybody else is dead. <laughs> that, would, that would actually be really awesome. Yeah. That would be really You're cool. giving him great ideas. I hope they do that. That's all we do here. I hope they listen. Shuhei's listening. He'll, he'll clip this out and send it while he's getting his panini. <laughs> uh, number seven. A survey for hardcore PlayStation users has been making the round, probing the core gamer about PlayStation Plus. Questions on the survey indicate that Sony is thinking about flexing the program beyond its yeah. current state to include things such as Call of Duty Elite and free retail games the day they come out. You can see the story on IGN for more on that. I thought that was a pretty interesting story. Yeah, actually. I guarantee yeah. it. Uh, big ups to Brian. Podcast beyond uh, friend and fan. Sending uh, in tips like that. And I probably probably totally violating whatever user agreement he signed to enter into this survey, but whatever. Yeah, they'll go through the one million Brian's that are on the PlayStation. Well, we that. gave his full name and his Twitter address, uh, so it's pretty easy to track him down. Whatever. Uh, number eight, Persona. Wait, well, we're not oh. going to talk about that. What did you think of that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think it's great. I mean, I, I already, I've been saying from the very beginning. I'm very proud of myself, by the way, because we were on the PlayStation Plus bandwagon. We did right away. Remember, very we early. waited for it to, yeah, that night. And uh, I've always been saying that it's totally worth it. Now, like in the comments, where I was like, PlayStation Plus sucks. And like, there's no way you can say PlayStation Plus sucks now. There's just no fucking way you can say it sucks now. If you, if, well, if anyone... I don't even, I don't own those games. Yeah, it's like, I oh, just okay. download them. I got like five or six free games this week that already basically pay for the entire program. 
for the rest of the but when year. when I stop being a member, they're going to go away. I know, God and forbid. that makes it not not worth it. I know, it's like it's like a total nonsense. But, but uh, yeah, so like this week you get trying to and, and awesome knots for free, which is nice. Speaking of... Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Trying to. Mm. Matt from Montreal writes in with just the tip. Just the tip. Uh, trying to, holy hell, 9.0 IGN.com and free for PlayStation Plus subscribers this week. Yes, please. Played this game yesterday and got the platinum in just three hours of gameplay time. <laughs> nice. Also, barred one exception, the game has all gold trophies and they are real simple to get. I know, fucking A, right? <laughs> for the flying solo trophy, use the wizard in chapter two. For the combat-related trophies, use the infinite spawning baddies from the cauldron at the beginning of chapter six. If you have two buddies to play with, you will platinum the game in three to four hours and have a blast at the same time. Highly recommend for all trophy whores. Beyond! Beyond. Matt from Montreal. Thanks, Matt. It's also like the prettiest game I've seen. I'm really, I was like, I was on the fence about buying it a couple weeks ago. And I forget what happened. I got distracted by a pretty light. And then it turned out it was going to be free, and I was very excited. Yeah, it's great. It's great news. And yeah, just more to the, more to the question about uh, the question. about what we think about this. I mean, I guess the point I'm trying to make about PlayStation Plus is it's already m- worth much more than we pay for it. Sure. So like, if they're going to make it even better than that. Now, what about if they do this, they put in the Call of Duty Elite, and they put in that you get one game, one AAA, is what they, one A game, that comes out, you know, whatever, Starhawk, whatever, you know, some triple A game from Sony that would come out the Tuesday for free as well as, uh, you know, on the Blu-ray or whatever. But the price goes crazy. If it's a hundred dollars a year, I, I mean, honestly, I think that the program's worth a hundred dollars now. Yeah. So it depends on what they add. Like they could do a crazy. That's what's exciting about tiered memberships to me is like I would pay a lot if it if it built in. You know, they could start offering like subscription stuff, like what Xbox Live has. I mean, they could bring over like your the gold your, silver PlayStation exactly your yeah. Hulu Plus and your. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever netflix membership and hbo go i don't know whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. they can espn anything they can do that you pay a monthly fee just incorporate it all into playstation plus that would be awesome if you can mm-hmm. just pay 100 fee and get all of those services yeah I, that's board. cool that's very true i mean when we did the math remember we did the remember i like meticulously remember the the, the math like the, all the papers i had and we took pictures of it yeah like that i was like when i was like going through like the entire years worth the playstation plus stuff and like figure out the number and it was like something like 1200 worth of stuff yeah so, and that includes like avatars and stuff like that. But let's just assume you use ten percent of that. You've already gotten your money's worth like two times over more than that. So, um, so I'm excited about something like that. I, I would pay I would pay a lot of money for a PlayStation Plus, like a lot of a lot of money, hundreds of dollars, if they if they like made it like so it's like so compelling that you, totally. you, can, you cannot yeah. resist it. Where it's like something even more freeform, where it's like once a month you can download any two PS1 classics, any two PSN games worth this amount of money, a PS3 game, a PS Vita game, like. Like do something like that and be like it's three hundred dollars or something like that. It'd be like holy shit! Like that's actually like a great deal. One yeah. of the most interesting things I saw in the survey is, and I think this is a turnoff for a lot of people with PlayStation Plus, right? Is that they don't want to spend that lump sum, right? And they don't want to do the three month lump sum either or whatever. But one of the questions in the survey Brian sent was, you know, what if it cost, you know, whatever fifty dollars a year for PlayStation Plus, and you could subscribe for that year. But we would only take out the increment of that thing every, you know, every month. So you're only paying less than, you know, whatever, $5, $10, $10, somewhere in there, you know, right in that sweet spot of not having to worry about it, not having to have $50 on you at that time. Just have to make sure it's there. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I'm interested to see, I mean, talking about the lump sum stuff, it's, it, it, it's an interesting segue into that, that Xbox rumor about, about uh, a $99 Xbox with a subscription fee with a two-year contract and, uh, and, and stuff like that, and that people don't want to pay lump sums. 
Um, but that it ends up like when you lease a car, it ends up being like much more. Oh yeah, more. you pay so much more. Yeah. But uh, people, I, I'm so I'm interested if that Xbox rumor is real. Then I'm interested to see like how that plays out because I also think that that could be telling for what Sony's future is with PSN, PS yeah. Plus, and PS3 and Vita. So we'll see. Brian, yeah. Any thoughts? I'm just happy to be PlayStation Plus member. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you're using a lot of it. Yeah, getting ready for your freaking Diablos. <laughs> Say what you want. Game's gonna rule all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hear the buzzing applause to me. I don't care. Uh, number eight, Persona 4 Golden, the remastered version of PS2's Persona 4, is coming to the West for PlayStation Vita. It will be published by Atlas and come out this fall. Man, Atlas. I guarantee. You. I tell you. They know what they're doing. They're doing some good stuff. Uh, they do know what they're doing, so I hope that with number nine, <laughs> Grand Knight's History, the Vanillaware RPG for PSP has lost its Western publisher. Originally slotted to be localized by XC, the publisher announced that it's withdrawing from bringing the game West due to resource allocation issues, also known as the game's a PSP game uh, in 2012. Um, Was that part of the official quote? <laughs> no, no. That's why. AKA. That, like, I, I get it, you know? But Grand Knight's History is a Vanillaware game, so uh, pe- readers and listeners might remember from just a few weeks ago that another Vanillaware game, Dragon's Crown, was in a lot of trouble, and Atlas came and saved it. And I hope they do the same Somebody thing for this, because Grand Knight's save. History looks fucking awesome. And they got a 36 in Famitsu, so it's, it's actually a pretty good game. Um, out of 37. Out of 40. That's a bad math. That's a bad math there. Uh, like, I'm, I'm so mad. Like, that was, like, one of the games I was really looking forward to, so I'm, like, really, really pretty pissed off. I guess that. I, I don't see why uh, Atlas can't just finish localization, release it just as a digital, because you can download it right to your Vita and just play right. it on the Vita, yeah. so I don't really yeah, you know. Yeah, that's something that Andrew and I were talking about yesterday. I mean, I'd like the idea of them taking a little more time just making it a Vita game. Uh, yeah. Give it trophies totally. and and make it clear that it's a Vita game. Just take your time with it. The thing is that Vanillaware is clearly busy now with Dragon's Crown because they were probably in limbo with that game for a while because UTV Ignition clearly didn't want to publish the game anymore, so... Um, they're trying to finish that. Whether they have the the capacity to make, and they're they're a small studio, so whether they have the capacity to make Grand Knight's history's localization, or if Atlas could do it by itself, remains to be seen. But it is it's just frustrating because Vanilla like Vanillaware is like one of the few Japanese developers that like is like still tr- cranking out fucking awesome shit yeah. like on a regular basis, and now their games are like not even coming out. Yeah, it's and really it, depressing because yeah. they they you could you could just tell by looking even at the art style alone they care so much about their products. And making them look absolutely amazing. So. And they play well. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. we'll see what happens with Grand Knight's history. It's very disappointing. Um, and number 10 is, uh, I'll let you take it, Andrew. I'll let you take number 10 because you told me about it on the way up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just this morning, uh, THQ announced uh, a new standalone expansion for Saints Row the Third, uh, And it's called Enter the Dominatrix. And this was actually, it's cool because it was their April Fool's Day joke. And now it's real. It's... Um, so they're releasing it. It'll be 30 bucks. Um, it's about an alien warlord coming to invade Earth, and you go into a simulation to fight him, and could be cool. More details this summer. I, I guess the one thing that bothers me as, as a rabid Saints Row the third player is that I, I want to be able... It sounds like it won't have anything to do with all the wealth and power I've accumulated in my current file because it's standalone. It's going to be totally separate. And it won't really have any influence on the on the game that I've spent like 25, 30 hours playing. So, I don't know. That kind of seems a little disappointing. Yeah, I hear you. Su- super fun. I mean, it's like, it'll be fun, I'm sure. But but it's much like the GTA spinoffs, which are just about right. different people yeah. in, in the same city. So, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, I don't It's going to be the same people. Like, you're, you're So, you're I your believe chip. that you play as the leader of the Third Street Saints in this simulation that this warlord created. Or so, whatever. you have to, like, recreate them again? It's so weird. Like I don't know, man. More details this summer, IGN.com. 
Or the PlayStation you know, blog. You know, it was really... It was <laughs> Keep really angling for your promotion from Jeff Rubenstein. <laughs> you know the funny thing, and, and I'm an idiot for thinking this, but uh, when I was playing Saints Row, I, I literally did pour in probably over 30 hours into that game. And right at the end, I realized that the char- your, your character doesn't have a name. Like, it took me so long... You know, just playing through this game, I was like, I don't think anyone's ever addressed me by name before. They just call me boss or that lady or whatever because I was playing a female character. So just like in real life. So like in real life. So you stop stop playing. Hey, who's that lady? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro. Hey, who's that man woman over there? Oh, wait. Hey, let me tell you about about this concert. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Inside joke. Oh, man. You got the Smallville theme stuck in my head. That's all Podcast Beyond is. We're we're over at Lee's Deli. Colin, mm-hmm. we're enjoying a delicious Chinese food buffet. Yeah, which is just so effing good. Courtesy of Ryan Clement. Exactly. Yep. Courtesy of me. All right. <laughs> no. Fair enough. It's not your courtesy when you're paying us back for uh, things we've true, done. True. True. You've got to learn Never. some fucking matters. Yeah, right. Anyways, we're sitting there and we can, we're people watching a bit, and there was a there was a question proposed <laughs> if this wo- woman outside was a woman or man because it was like it, she was in between two other girls and she had a sh- really short haircut. And so I think it was obviously a woman. I think it, I think it was Goldfarb who it, asked. It was. It was me. And it was because of his perspective being okay, closer uh, to the glass but, and but you angled. Have to, you have to back up. So the reason this conversation even came up was because there was a guy sitting alone, and Clement was like, "I bet the three of us could go beat the shit out of that I guy." <laughs> <laughs> Randomly say that. That, then, that was not how it went at all. And then Greg said, "I think we'd have a better chance against that group of three girls." And I said, "I'm pretty sure that's two girls and a guy." And I was wrong. And, and, and so, anyways, we're like, "So is that a girl or a guy?" And me, Clements are like, "Oh no, it's totally a girl." And then I was like, "Oh, speaking of <laughs> Ryan, you remember Janelle Monae? <laughs> She's coming to town for a concert." And Clements lost his shit. And he's like, "Why would that remind you of that?" And I was like, "Oh, she's got a short haircut. Janelle Monae has a short haircut." <laughs> it was good. Good stuff. Love you, you know, like that story? That's story to play Wenda, one. Wenda. Wenda. Wendy. <laughs> Wenda. What when did that t- happen? What are you talking about? All I right. was uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> I love how you made it sound like I was like, "Hey, you, got, you guys want to go beat the shit out of that innocent person?" <laughs> That's a oh, direct man, that, quote. Was, that was a delicious lunch. <laughs> now I'm up for random violence. <laughs> Game violence. That's it for the Roper Report. All right. If I wanted to go to the mom and pop shop, where could I go to find out what games came to that brick and mortar place? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Nothing on PlayStation Portable this week. I don't believe it. On PS3, Sniper Elite V2, which we haven't reviewed yet. We're working on it. And on not us. PlayStation Vita, Mortal <laughs> Kombat, people. which we gave an 8.5. Steven liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Vita's been getting a lot of Mr. things. Hoffa. That's it. I know PlayStation blogs, uh, Sid Schumann was saying that uh, it's pr- he thinks the best. Best Mortal Kombat version. Really? Mortal Kombat, yeah. Because he had tweeted, if you told me the best version of Mortal Kombat would have a portable last year, I would have slapped you or something like that. Because he's a violent man, too. Let's see what came to the digital storefront for everybody who is a digital fan. Awesome Nuts. That's a PSN game. Free for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Oh, yeah. Battlefield Yay. Bad Company 2 is now on the PSN, Disney Universe, and Dot Clock, the Toasted Sandwich of Time, also on the PSN. <laughs> I love that name. Mortal Kombat's available digitally. Floating Cloud God Saves the Pilgrims is now available as a PlayStation Mini. So it, it, it is real. This is the, one of the ones we debated <laughs> if it's realness. PlayStation Plus gets a whole bunch of free stuff, including Awesome Knots, Castlevania Chronicles, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. You want to give a ringing endorsement for that one? It's one of the best games of all time. If you And like I said on, on Twitter, if you have not played Symphony of the Night 
and you're a grown ass man, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself because it's, it's one, because it's one of the best games ever made. And now there are no excuses. There was no excuse before because it's like six dollars. But now there's definitely no excuse. You got to play Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and if you don't like it, don't tell me about it because you're just gonna make me mad. You should get and download it now. And remember, download all <laughs> yeah, your no definitely <laughs> download it now so that when your Vita is eventually patched for PS1 games, you can play it. Oh yeah, I'll play the shit out of Symphony of the Night. Can you do um, uh, Hulkamaniac for Symphony of the Night? <laughs> <laughs> you can sit on that. Yeah, you don't want to burn through your good yeah. stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you about the story of Alucard, brother. <laughs> it's Dracula's. It's Dracula's spell back. I can't do it. I can't. Dracula's spell backwards. That's all you got. That's good. Back, back, you should do another one. You should do another one. Let me tell you about Alucard. Dracula's spell backwards. Long pause. Then the title. Card. Not gonna regret it. <laughs> Another, another Hulk, Hulk Hogan stops by up at noon. This uh, next up at noon oh, for uh, you, those keeping track. You should watch it. Uh, Le- Legend of Dragoons come as a PS1 classic. Uh, Max Payne and Rayman 2 are now PS2 classics. That's the big stuff. Yay. Yay. That's it. Uh, Yay. There you go. Yay. You know, it's funny that we, for the first time in 200 and a... How many episodes? 38. 38. This is 238 episodes. We have a legitimate beatboxer on our team. It's very is it happy. a legitimate beat? No, I'm not a legitimate. Oh, you're well, I'm you're sorry. Legit. You're way better than Greg and I going, <laughs> you know, like that. That's how you sound. Yeah, you're right. No, it's not like sad. a broken robot. Greg's pretty good. No. Straight from the streets. <laughs> 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 Let's get into some hardcore reader mail. Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Hardcore. Hardcore. Whoa, what kind of reader mail are you reading? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wrong inbox. Omi has come for that. the big... He's come, Omi's coming with the big gun. He says beyond. <laughs> big beyond. gun, hardcore. This stuff's really this naughty sound. With E3 looming on the horizon, I am curious to know the Beyond Crew's E3 predictions. Already? We're going to do this? It's a question. It's not like, I know, but I, we, we, we usually do E3 predictions. I know. So we're going to do them now. I mean, do you, do you, do you want to hear the guy's real question, or no. do you want to just talk over it? No, I mean, he's it. not asking Next you... Next question. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. You, Omi, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> no, read the rest of the question. No, that's fine. You, you, made it, you made it pretty clear what you wanted, huh? You, you want to break Omi's heart. You want to break Omi's heart. We usually prepare for those kinds of questions. He's going to ask what our E3 predictions are. I, it really wasn't where he was going. Okay, well, all right. I mean, no, it's too late now. No, now I don't care. No, no. no. Only the, maybe oh. you guys can argue about it a little more. Read the rest of the question. David Sambo from Reston, <laughs> Virginia writes. <laughs> hey, Beyonders. In five to ten years, when we look back at the ups and downs that define the PS3 life cycle, what will be said of these infamous PS3 ex- initiatives? He put famous and then infamous but infamous is in the quotes got it yeah, thanks uh will we make the jump to playstation orbis will any of these make the j- jump to orbis so he wants to know how these will be remembered in five to ten years all right we'll mm-hmm. go around the table one by one starting okay. with goldfarb okay. on this one playstation home it won't be remembered in 10 years oh it'll be remembered as, as notoriously as something bad yeah Yes. What do you got for me, Colin? What do you think of PlayStation Home? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll, it will be long gone and remembered as something that is stupid. Like, when you know when we do, <laughs> you know when we do, like, like things like, oh, bad mistakes of the gaming industry, the virtual boy, and, you yeah, know, yeah, all yeah. this, you know, and it'll be, PlayStation Home will be one of those things. What do you say? I think that they will attempt one more, like, little mini push with maybe an upscaled version of Home for okay. Orbis, and then oh, okay. it will instantly be forgotten. Okay. My prediction is, I don't think it'll be on the... I mean, some people will put it on the greatest gaming mistakes of whatever, the 2012s. 
But uh, I think it won't be. In, I don't think it'll make it to Orbis for sure. And I, but I don't think it'll be looked back on as this giant failure. I think it'll just be looked back at this like weird idea that was neat. And it was a good idea in a way, right? Let's get all our users together and to talk to each other and to play free games and to microtransaction, yada yada yada. But it got adopted by so few people that when this Sony, which is bleeding money and you know trying to tighten their belts and whatever, when they make Orbis, there's going to be we're all about games and we're all about you know these programs that amplify your life as a you know digital warehouse. That's All a, right. That's Amplify a, your life as, as a, a digital, digital warehouse. <laughs> someone please. I was waiting. Someone, I was someone, waiting. Yeah, someone please. Make someone the please make the Orbis art <laughs> with that quote. PlayStation Orbis. <laughs> Amplify your life into a digital warehouse. <laughs> I love it. Orbis is just a huge black box. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I meant like the apps and everything else. God, that'll be it. We're, 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 giving, we're giving away all these gold ideas today. Shuhei's jotting them all down on his panini wrapper. Uh, number two. We'll go the opposite now. Go right. to you, Clements. Hey. Remote play. Oh, man. I forgot that was even a thing still. Yeah. No, that's going away. Okay. How will it be remembered? Hmm. As a as a as a totally good idea, but completely unused and okay. you know ill ill fated feature. I think remote play has evolved in the cross in the cross play. So uh-huh. yep. I think that, and I think cross play is going to be integral to to Orbis. Mm, interesting. So, Goldie. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think it'll just evolve into the Vita having like a really good connection with with Orbis. I think yeah, it's one of those things where. I think remote play, as it was defined as PSP and PS3, will be remembered as just this like this the touchstone, right? The first like ah. chance to do this, but it totally didn't work the way it was supposed to, or it didn't work all that well, wasn't adopted, yeah. and how it evolved into this Vita PS3 thing, which hopefully is you know continuing. I mean, games like Madden are so quick to adopt it, but it's hopefully going to evolve into this thing to be have your console with you wherever you go. The problem being though, that what if Vita sales never get much better? And they make they make the jump to Orbis and they stop doing handhelds. Then it's just this thing that could have been really cool that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 important. Sorry, I thought we were just talking about the PSP remote play. No, I didn't know we were talking you, about. You no, know, it's it's a conversation. You take well, it like you I said, I think PSP remote play has turned into Vita crossplay. Mm. Yep. Number three, PlayStation Move. Colin, you can start. <laughs> Uh, I think play, you know I think Sony's got a bad rap for PlayStation Move because the thing was in development before the Wii was even announced. At, with, with that said, uh, it's irrelevant because they, they they made a huge mistake I think with PlayStation Move even releasing it and yeah. and uh, putting so much uh, allocating so much so many resources even from their top tier developers and to shoehorning that thing into so many games where it didn't belong. Um, I think PlayStation Move is going to go down as as a, uh, a spectacular uh, remembrance failure. It obviously wasn't a commercial failure. Per se, but sure. I think I don't think anyone gives a two flying shits about the PlayStation movie. Two flying shits. <laughs> Go for. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I God, I, I just hope next time we don't have motion controls at all. Basically, I, I don't think anyone's really connect is going to be there. <sighs> Fuck that thing. But sorry. I don't think move it will be. I no, think, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, think, I mean, again, what I I mean when I'm thinking, and I'm sorry to step on no, your thing, fine. but like when I'm ta- when we're talking about the next generation in Orbis, I keep hoping that Sony looks back or PlayStation looks back, you know, and does what we're talking about, where it's like. Fucking cut the bullshit gimmicks. We're gonna give you awesome games, and we're gonna give you the ESPN app and all this other shit that's like you know streaming your digital warehouse to your fucking fingertips. Amplify your life <laughs> into a with, digital into this digital warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It's like Greg. It's like you always said. Like that the move at GDC that year was turning like point. Greg, yeah, Greg, that Greg, was when they ensured they were they were not gonna overtake Xbox. Yeah, I agree. Because like Greg, Greg always says, like it would have been a much more hardcore move for them to be like you know look, look at Connect, look at Wii. We don't want to do that shit. And we are the hardcore games platform. We know you want to hold a controller in your hand. 
and that's what we're going to continue to do, you know? And so like I still like, man, that's just one of those time machine moments where I wish you could go back and play and just see the alternate reality, right? Cuz they Sony's still in third place here, right? I mean, like right now making that move. So the gains couldn't have been like that worth it, right? So no. what if they didn't? What if they didn't do that and they put all those resources into making other games, getting Vita out sooner? And I'm not I don't pretend to know what the development life cycle is over there for hardware and how that all works, but to take all those brilliant minds and put them onto something else. But think about what they keep doing. See, this is what's frustrating. This is what they keep doing. Uh-huh. They release PS3, it's great, whatever. It's expensive, okay. Then, but it's it's got good games and stuff like that. But then they release PlayStation Move, so they're they're splitting, they're splintering their user base, and now they're releasing games that only use Move, and now they're releasing some like Pixel Junk 4AM is destined to fail because the game is is not going to. Uh, is that only Move? Uh, yeah, it's Move only. Okay. And it's like it's like so you're making you're putting all these resources into the game. It might be a great game, but no one's gonna buy it because there's only 10 million PlayStation Moves out there. But there's you know 60 million or whatever PlayStation Threes. So they keep doing that. They did the same thing with PSP and Vita. You know the reason Vita's not selling in Japan is because PSP still exists. And instead of just instead of just being like we're not supporting PSP anymore, or just holding Vita until PSP was truly dead, they split it in half again. And now they have these guys that are playing PSP and these guys are playing Vita. They keep doing the same thing. Yeah. And I hope that they like a third time's a charm and that they don't they don't do that with Orbis. It should just be this is PlayStation Four. This no is no more it. PS3 games. Yeah. yeah. Like PS3's over. Just like they should have said, like with the Vita, like this is Vita, PSP's over, and they should have gone to the third parties, especially in Japan, that are releasing all these great games like Grand Knights Chronicle or whatever, or Grand Knights History rather, and saying, you know, this we need to port this to Vita. Like no more PSP games. That's it. You know, but they don't do that, and I think that that's hurting them. So like, I agree. It's they need to let go, man. It's like the Madden and FIFA and stuff came out on PS2 this year for forty bucks. We don't need any more PS2 games. Let Wait, go, Ryan. Really? Yeah. God. Thirty nine ninety nine MSRP. To be fair, Christian Phillips, San Diego studio head or whatever, uh, did sit, tell me that PS the PS2 version of the show last year sold like two hundred thousand copies. So it makes it makes sense for them. But w- imagine if like you had hardcore the show fans. That you know, and you only maybe even only ten percent of them wanted you know wanted the show so bad that twenty thousand people go buy a PS3, and yep. uh, you know, and then you actually make that money because the PS3 cost five times more than the game, you know. So it like it's just it's just frustrating, mm-hmm. you know. I agree. All right, David Samba's <clears throat> final five to ten years looking back. Is it there? What did we think of it? Six axis control so far. <laughs> forgotten i i mean like i think we'll just get dual shock four we're not going to see another six axis two confusing thing you don't think they'll have they'll have leave that control that that motion stuff in there no mm-hmm. well i mean maybe i mean so maybe if they're getting rid of move maybe they'll incorporate it into the next dual shock entirely and do it right I don't, but I, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things. I see them leaving it in the controller. I, I mean, I think six access six access gets the worst rap of all because of the whole rumble was last generation comment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is the future, and that's when things got fucking really shitty. But there are so many games like Flower or um, and I'm get, totally escaped. Not Lair, but I was gonna say, <laughs> there's Lair. so many experimental Heavenly games. Sword used used it pretty cool with like the aiming and stuff. I mean, exactly. There's little games that did. Like used it as this nice thing, and when people fucking flipped out about it was when I had to aim a fucking grenade and uncharted with it. Like you know, I mean, things that totally break the experience. But if you leave it in there, it's just something somebody can use in their toolbox. I don't know how much it costs. That's I guess the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree that like the, the early six axis controllers that didn't uh, that weren't dual shot controls. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, like. But I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Clemens. No, I was just gonna say. Here, here's the thing I worry about. I, and forgive me if we've discussed this in the past. Have if they confirmed if Orbis will be backwards compatible with digital? They haven't confirmed they Orbis haven't even exists. Confirmed that it exists. Really? Yeah. Not even, that's not even. Confirmed I think it's smart yet. that they don't confirm it. To be, All right. Cool. In my opinion. Well, hey, if it's if it is backwards compatible, which I hope it would be at least digitally, 
uh, that w I feel like ha not having any sort of motion tech in the controller would suddenly disable a lot of functionality in your backwards catalog. Unless so. you can do like what the Wii does and like and actually sync your PS3 controllers to the to oh, PS4. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, if they, hey, if, if it saves them money to not include that tech, maybe it's worth not including. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I'm telling you, I don't think Orbis is gonna be backwards compatible. I mean, that's just that's just my inkling. I think it's gonna not really. Be, you yeah. won't even be able to download PS3. No, I think you'll be able to download. Be I think you'll be able to download everything you want on that's it. That's what I I'm just saying. Don't, but I, oh yeah, for sure yeah. off the PSN. But I don't think you're gonna be able to put PS1, PS2, and PS3 discs in. No, it. anything you can rebuy off the PlayStation Store will be supported. Yes. Anything you yep. can buy used at GameStop will not have a chance in hell. I agree um, with that. Yeah, but yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting question. I I think. You know, six axis is is ninety five percent of the time absolutely horrific. Yeah, and doesn't work. And even a game like Flower, which I wanted to love so much more than I did, because it's a great game, but I w I would have been absolutely enamored by Flower if you could use the analog sticks. Dude, yeah. I'm, 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 please tell me you've played Journey yet. No, I have still haven't played Journey. God, it's dude, I downloaded. Fuck. I just haven't. I just haven't played fuck, it. Fuck, man, get on that. Get have a have a nice glass of whiskey. Go home tonight. Play Journey. Oh wait, no! You're doing all this Avengers shit. I'm not right. going to Avengers, but I'm. Uh, he's just going to Underdogs. Yeah. All right, have a nice, have a nice glass of whiskey at Underdogs. The only movie that exists right now that I will go see at midnight is the Red Dawn remake. Oh, they're not. We had this conversation in LA. They're not going to have a midnight showing of Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> that will never happen. All right, cool. We'll put that one to bed. Uh, this question comes in from good friend Yair. Yeah. Probably yeah. good shit for for asking questions, but he asks a good one. This one goes right to Goldfarb. Oh, okay. Is Little Big Planet karting basically Mod Nation Racers too? Um, so I, I would say it's definitely. Uh, they didn't confirm this or anything, but I'm pretty sure it's built on the Mod Nation engine. Like it okay. definitely evolves that. But um, again, like I mean, I said this in my preview. It, it feels more like Little Big Planet than Mod Nation. Like to me, the whole time I was sitting there comparing it to the world of Little Big Planet more than I was like thinking like, oh man, like what? Is, how does this compare to Mod Nation? That said, it, it has pretty much all the features of Mod Nation. Now, here's something interesting for you. You know I'm a big kart racing fan. You yep. know I'm a big Mod Nation fan. I'm a big Little Big Planet fan. Yep. When you put in your preview that it's more like Little Big Planet than Mod Nation, I was turned off. Okay. Like, I, is it to the point where it's not even going to be like a real kart racer as much as it is no, kind of no, like no, a platforming it, karting thing? No, 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 no. It's very much, very, very much a kart racer. Like when I'm talking about platforming, it's more that like you're, you're leaving about, the track. And, and there's gravel, grappling and I see yeah, the Yeah, exactly. And you, you I've can like, it. if you grapple higher, you go to like a hidden area. If you grapple lower, you go to like the regular track, like okay. stuff like that. But no, no, no. It's still totally a kart racer. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Okay. And it's like, um, it's weird because like Mod Nation is fun. You know, like I, I, I love that game, but I don't know. This game feels like it could be different from what we've seen or it could just end up being the same and just like with different little big planet themed worlds like i don't know it depends on how much they vary up the things like is grappling going to be the only mechanic like that or are there going to be 10 more when we see more levels mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing that'll we'll see how much it stands apart okay. i hope the load times are better they're not they're not yeah i mean loading tracks certainly oh, wasn't God, what is up with um, they're they're they're, they're they're doing a nice job of disguising the load times, but they're yes. still serious load times. No. Yeah. Um, I, I will early say, game, though. As far yeah, as I remember saying that about Mod Nation Racers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as far as this being Mod Nation 2, though, like, I don't think you're getting a Mod Nation anytime soon, so you could basically treat it like one, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I have a Jim Riley bet riding on uh, there eventually being a Mod Nation, so we'll see. <laughs> Two. Uh, Beyond. 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 My name's Steven from Augusta, Georgia. Uh, with Greg's positive review of the Walking Dead episode one, I assume the rest of you will play it as well. My question is, are you going to play one episode each month upon its release, or are you going to let them stack up and play each episode within a smaller time frame? Also, what was the season pass, which was referred to on the last episode? Thanks, Beyond. 
Yeah. Before you guys go around and talk about if you're going to play Walking Dead and how you play it, because I'll be reviewing them, uh, the season passes that when you go on PSN, you can just buy them all at once, and then they'll unlock as you as they come out. So you don't you don't have to, you don't have to like keep a abreast of the situation on what's happening on the PlayStation Store and spend your money in little increments. You can just buy. It. And it's cheaper too, right? Yeah. You save you save some dough. How much dough do you save? Do you know? Like five oh, that's bucks, right? I think it's twenty bucks. Yeah, it's tw- each episode's five dollars, so it'd be twenty five dollars if you bought them individually, and then the pass is nineteen ninety nine. Got it. And you get an exclusive theme. So it's like buy four get one free. Pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Good All right. Deal. So, anyways, you gonna play it, Golfer? Oh my God, yes. I, I haven't had time yet, but I God, I really want to. Yeah. So, are you gonna play them? all at once or monthly or what are you gonna do no no like yeah I'll, I'll start now with the first one once i sit down and do it it's just like yeah it, it's like finding time to do it but yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm really really excited to play it i love the walking dead like i love the comics i like well i don't really love the show but the show's serviceable yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but no yeah I, i'm excited to play it colin i'm waiting until they all come out interesting yeah right. i haven't played one yet but I, I mean i really loved those comics yeah i don't know how i feel about the show still like, I, I still have mixed feelings yeah, about the show. Yeah, the show's... I mean, it and got I mi- better than... I missed than a few episodes, though. Season one, like, I loved the pilot, and then it just, like, went downhill, and the finale was a fucking mess. And then season <laughs> two, like, got better, but really not that much better. Like, it's on the right track, and yeah, I yeah. like where they ended it, but we'll see. I, I think the problem with, you know... Uh, Greg, I mean, Greg and I live together, so we talk about this all the time, which is... which is, I don't like graphic novels. Like, I don't like them at all. I don't, I don't like reading comic books. So, like, if The Walking Dead was a book, like a novel, I'd be, like, totally down. Like, I'd be totally... I'd read it. It'd be a thousand pages. I'd totally read it. It'd be awesome, probably. Why don't you like well, graphic? Well, you should, you should, I just, you I should like read Because I like to read. I like to read. I don't like... I just... I don't... Like, Greg and I have talked about this. We've had, like, extensive comic conversations because yeah. as nerdy as I am, like, and I love all this nerdy shit, uh, I just have never been into comics. But you would And, love... like, I, I look at a comic and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I'm looking at a fucking cell of, like, a dude, like... <laughs> You know, like in some pose, and then it's like got some word bubble, and then it's like, and I'm like, I just don't. How does this work? How I, do you like, read this? Like, like I, I, that's the thing. I remember being a kid and being like, I'm not even sure if I'm reading this right. Like, I might, like, you know, like, am I going in the right, like, cell by cell? <laughs> Turns out Colin has a backwards. disorder that like prevents him from going to the right. But word I, bubble, I know that's, yeah. I know that's weird. I know a lot of people don't feel like that, but that's like one of the things. I, I get, I get, you know, even I'm not into. It, I get anime. I get. You know, I love obviously games. I love all this nerdy shit. I love board games. I love war games. I, I play chess. You know, like all those things. But I just don't get comics. I know? really think you should just read The Watchmen because oh Watchmen is like alternate history. You'd fucking love it, I, and that'll is, get you into comics. Yeah, you might. Yeah. You might as well. If you only read one comic in your life, you should probably just read Watchmen. If I'm only yeah. gonna read one comic all the way through, it's gonna be the Jericho comic. All right. <laughs> Which, by the way, number uh, eleven on the Roper Report. Jericho. Uh, Netflix is in talks. <laughs> bring. To, uh, this is true. Yeah. Netflix is in talks with CBS to bring Jericho back, and if that actually happens. I will lose it, but is the cast I'll be still so around? excited? Is the cast like ready to go for another? I don't. I, so here's here's the thing, Goldfarb, about that. <laughs> Greg, we've had, we've had real, extensive real, conversations real quick, about this quick. too. I do have to run to a meeting. Yeah. So I love you guys, mm, and I will, and uh, beyond. Yeah. Beyond. Thanks for having me. Most of the cast of Jericho is not doing anything, but like like Greg and I were talking about, like they don't need anyone. Like they could theoretically do a whole different story in Jericho, taking place in New York City, which is I think the plan for the third season anyway. So. And then, you know, they can have Skeet Ulrich on every once in a while and all these guys to, like, kind of bring it that authenticity. But, like, there's well, stories to be told about, like, we don't know anything about the Eastern government in Jericho. So I don't think Skeet's the problem. Skeet's available. <laughs> <laughs> come on but who would be the problem? Think about that cast. Who is the problem? There's, like, no one on that cast does anything. I see I, 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 I see him pop up in commercials yeah, so often. Yeah, yeah. His brother, Skeet's brother in the show, Eric. He's mm. uh, I've seen him in a car commercial recently. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I have too. And, and like, both of the cops are in the commercial. The chick. Yeah. The, the chick. Pepsi Max. Yeah. The, the chick with... Um, uh, that's in uh, Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was in it, but she's probably available. I, I just uh, that's really exciting stuff, and I know that I turned a lot of people on from Beyond on, in the Jericho. Yep. You turned Greg. a lot of people on in general on yeah. Beyond. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, yeah. In that's what you do. 
Uh, real quick, I we I pulled together the questions last minute. I missed the fact that Cena had written in and gotten her gotten his or her question on here about uh, God of War Ascension, but we already answered it because we were talking about multiplayer and everything else. So, by the way, I like that you drew my name with the Superman symbol around it. Yeah, like that, that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do love you. I made you this tape stingray that you can have. I don't want that. It's awesome, actually, <laughs> and I do want that. Uh, that's probably the one that killed Steve Irwin. It's true. Uh, P.S. Deuce writes in. He says, my wife recently gave me the go-ahead to make a larger gaming purchase. I'm nearly ready to pull the trigger on a Vita. Before I do, I was hoping you guys could answer some questions for me. Colin, mm. do you think the Vita's price will drop sooner rather than later? E3 announcement, probably? I think they will announce the price drop at E3. Yeah, I think they will, too. Yep. Probably for the best. Uh, for Yes. What size memory card would you suggest? 32. Also, will third parties begin to make cheaper memory cards? $99 Oof. is ridiculous. Probably. Yeah, that happened on PSP. The Memory Stick Pro Duo, eventually, you got like your cheaper ones. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're all weird colors and shit. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, probably eventually. I, I don't know. Like, I spent 100 bucks on that 32 gig card, and I don't really regret it, because I have, like six games downloaded i do have like, a ton of stuff downloaded yeah, too like i would be really worried if i only had a 16 i'd be so worried about it being filled up mm. i have a four that i bought like a japanese one because i was like ah whatever like you know i i, I just delete it and it's a pain in the ass it's already a yeah. super huge pain in exactly. the ass like i already wish i had a bigger one honestly because your freaking saves are tethered to the to the like you can't i because at first i was like <laughs> oh i'll just delete this game and i'll redownload it later if i want or whatever and like i'll keep the saves but the saves are bound it seems like there's no save utility like there's on ps3 that i can find on vita so it seems like and i was talking to my friends it's you know the will powers at sony for instance and yeah, i yeah. think that that's the thing it's like it just deletes your save you know so yeah, it's yeah. like you so i have like i had to delete like sumioni and all these games that i wasn't necessarily going to play again but i don't have those saves anymore but here's the thing you i, I was playing rayman on a card and you took my card and i downloaded it digitally and i still have my whole save like I still have yeah, everything. because you, the, the the orb thing on on the on the the Vita like that you never pressed to start away. never went away, and that's yeah. probably where the saves are stored. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. And then uh, PS Do says I am looking for the console experience on my handheld. In other words, I want games like Fallout, Skyrim, and Bioshock on the go with transferring enabled between the PS3 version. Will the device continue to be supported with AAA games like, games like Uncharted? Yes, I, I think I'm. That's what I'm expecting at E3. I think we're going to get a lot of the. Like, I mean, last year they already confirmed Bioshock. They've yeah. already talked. And you know about, Bioshock. You know Assassin's Creed. You know yep. Call of Duty. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think you'll totally start getting that. And honestly, I'm finally playing through Uncharted now, and like, that's a great game. Like, the gimmicky stuff is dumb, and I wish they hadn't. Some of the done gimmicky it, stuff's but, cool. But. I mean, by like the end of the game, it's fine. They don't like slap you across the face with it. But like for the first couple chapters, it's annoying. But no, that game's great, and like if I could get more games like that, like I'd be. I'd I, I be want more happy. games like that. That yeah, don't don't use the touch stuff the way they, yes, they're using exactly. it or whatever. I, yeah. I think you know to steal people's resolve a little bit about, about Vita. I think the reason, and we've talked about this extensively, like just between us, is the the reason Sony is revealing all these PS3 games must be because E3 is going to be all about Vita. And if that's if if that's the case, then there's plenty of reason to be excited about uh, about what's going to be announced because a bunch of first parties are working on stuff we don't know about. I I really think Sony Ben is probably going to make another Uncharted game, so you'll have you know probably information on Killzone. I think Sucker Punch is working on Infamous for Vita. We'll see yeah, if that's me, revealed. Yeah, me so too. like, I you know real quick too, I want yeah. you to thank you for finally answering Omi's question. That's all, that's all this person wanted to know. Oh, okay. And you fucking <laughs> shit on them and just kicked them out the fucking door. I didn't shit on anyone. You <laughs> no, re- we're not going to do that this week, are I, we? I, hey, yo, uh, <laughs> you plug in. <laughs> I was just saying, if we were going to do E3 predictions, I thought you were going to spring E3 predictions. I, mean, I, jumped the, I jumped the gun, but we usually come into the prediction and, episodes and with you broke, predictions. you broke Omi's heart. But, his, hey, but the question was answered. His or her question was answered. Yeah, no, I, I, Omi, are you a guy or girl? I feel weird <laughs> using a third person. <laughs> uh, let's do some E3 prediction. No, it's, <laughs> not yet. It's too soon. He was doing it as a joke. He's being facetious. Well, he can't be joking on this podcast yet. Okay. Jesus. Uh, final question of the week comes from Ricardo. 
formerly of GameSpot. Uh, do you guys use cloud saves? I seem to be doing it wrong because I have two PS3s, and for whatever reason, when I go to my other system, I can't seem to use my cloud save. The PS3 cries about not being able to access the save for 24 hours or some bullshit error like that. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, just wondering if you guys have encountered this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I use the cloud, and it's game-by-game basis, so some games don't let you upload and then download the save within a 24-hour period. That's somewhat common, but not all games do that. It's so stupid. I yeah, re- why do they do that? I, I mean, I guess because they're... Like, is that what it is? Yeah, I would assume so. I don't, it doesn't make sense why that's bandwidth, though, because it's on game-by-game game basis. If it was every game, sure. If it was only Sony games, sure. But the way they're doing it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why... I think it's... Yeah, my Walking Dead save is a 24-hour upload. And, it, like, so for... Like, when we're reviewing shit, that's a pain in the ass. And I just don't get why it's like that. That makes no sense. Why are you so protective of the save? I don't know. Yeah. To tie agree. it to a PSN name... Like every other save, and so you don't have to worry about trophies or hacking or whatever, and then just be done with it. I don't, I don't get what the big deal is. Yeah, I mean, I use, I use cloud save most. I mean, sometimes I transfer it for work and stuff, but I usually do it just because I'm afraid I'm going to lose one of these saves. Totally, when PS3 crashes. So it's like not a huge deal for me. I'll be, pl- I'll be playing Reckoning, and the PS3 will make a like a like a hot noise. I'm like, oh, t- out save, <laughs> upload, get it done, get her yep. done, get her done. Yeah, I remember playing God of War three, and my system got like really hot and started making that noise. I was like running <laughs> trying to find a save point. Yeah, yeah. I have nightmares about it to this day. Oh, sorry, to, sorry, bro. Yeah, that's rough. Today you'll have some taco nightmares about Avengers. <laughs> some, some taco nightmares about <laughs> Avengers. Man, I'm excited for underdogs. Good old taco nightmares. I don't know what I'm gonna get. I don't know if I, I think I'm gonna get some tacos tonight. It's, uh, you need to do quesadilla. It's like the I've best, had the quesadilla. It's the best quesadilla I've ever had. I, I lived in Texas for underdog. seven years, and this is the best quesadilla. Underdog I've ever food's had. all really good. It really is good. I can't eat most of it anymore. Yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> but I could still eat the. I got the. I went there. Uh, Pity party, Moriarty. Yeah, <laughs> I got so the nachos funny. there last time though, which was really good. So, so nachos two, are excellent too. I have two pity party Moriarty comments. Number one <laughs> is that we have this list of uh, like snacks and shit we want for E3, and I, I like that in parentheses you wrote pity party Moriarty next to your gluten free request. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. And then, um, oh man, I don't know who it was on Twitter, but someone pointed out that like. We came up the week after Pity Party Moriarty. Apparently, there was another nickname for you that someone said in this podcast. So I, I like the idea of a weekly Colin nickname evolving. Pity Party Moriarty is too good to not use. That's, it, that's, that's really true. good. That's really good. We need a shirt. We need some art. Someone needs to make some art of Colin and write Panda Pity Party Musk. Moriarty. With like a, Panda with like, Musk is on it. Don't make it with like wheat wheat stalks. No, no, it's like some. <laughs> I want it to be like three people holding like eating bread, eating pizza and sandwiches and shit, and Colin with his arms crossed and a frowny face next to them. By the way, I saw you know the you know those commercials. Speaking of gluten free bread, remember yeah. remember those. Those commercials for uh, BASF, whatever, where it's like, we don't make the product you make. We make them better. You know, we don't make And the... we didn't know what they did, right? Yeah, yeah. But I saw, like, a similar commercial for Dow, like, the, you know, the Dow, yeah, like, yeah. company, where it's, like, it's a whole commercial about gluten-free bread, and it's this dude, like, delivering bread, and they're like, we made, like, gluten-free bread <laughs> taste real or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck is... But it's, at the end, it just says Dow, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what the hell? <laughs> Tell can me I more get about this. You gotta go to their website. God, so I don't have to, you know, because no, rice bread makes, makes dudes want to commit suicide. Let's dude, I can... My, my sister's totally gluten-free. I'll, I'll hook you up with some bread recommendation. I need bread. Like, if I can eat sandwiches again, I'll be back on... I'll be, I'll be fucking golden, you know? Because yeah. if I can just find the right bread, I can eat burgers again, you know? Yeah. And I can eat sandwiches again. That's that's great. You can just bring it with you to restaurants and pull off the bun and put your bread yeah. in, you know? I'll just hand in the bag and I'll be like, can you just <laughs> use this bread, please? Thank you. Oh, man. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Podcast Beyond episode 238. Remember, Please. Podcast Beyond is here every Thursday for you. We love you. Uh, but do us a favor and go to IGN.com. That's where all the news lives. That's what pays the bills and keeps the lights on in the podcast room. Except for that one. Except for the one that's broken on the table <laughs> and the one I broke above us. That's still broken. Uh, follow IGN on Twitter at IGN. Follow me at Game Over Greggy. 
Plum Cider is Ryan Clements. No Taxation, Colin Moriarty. Garfep, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> That's him. Watch him in Spider-Man this summer. <laughs> I, like the, I like that story of me and Iverson arguing about that who was the Spider-Man. Rewind theater. Yeah, that's good. good uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so follow us. Have some fun. Uh, like me on Facebook at Game Over Greggy. Uh, <laughs> and follow SF Soup Co. on Twitter. Follow well. SF Soup Co. <laughs> Colin, what do you want to plug? The Islanders or some shit? Men's Warehouse. Uh, don't follow the Islanders. You'll just be fucking depressed. Okay. Follow the Jets, though. Okay, yeah, they're, they're, they're in for an exciting season. Yeah. It'll, for better or for worse. Probably for much worse. As you know, every every uh, episode of Podcast Beyond ends with a song submitted by one of you. Oh my god, I don't think I said it all. You could send your questions to beyond.ign.com. This is the first episode forever that I've never said that. Wow. It, Anyways, um, if you want to be part of the show, beyond.ign.com. Did Godsmack submit the song? Godsmack did not submit the song. If you were one, actually, this is funny how this all go, this, how this all links up. If you remember, we started the song with Godsmack because I played this song to Colin and he said this kid sounds like an opening act for Godsmack. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. It um. I don't have this person didn't sign their name on their real email, but this is from the band Never Blue. One of the band members writes in and says, "Oh, this is Justin. Justin from Never Blue writes in and says, my band Never Blue, pronounced Never Blue. It's not that hard, but thank you. And I are hoping that you will play our song Lay Down off our first album, Angels in the Snow, at the end of Podcast Beyond. Lie down? Should it be lie down? I, I don't. I'm not gonna. Uh, by the way, it's not an insult to uh, to say that you sound like a Godsmack opening band. Yeah, I you went, sound I, like a really fucking popular band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to. That's a Boston area band, and they were huge when I was in college. So that's a that's a, quite the honor, actually. The band is based out of Dallas, Texas. You can find us on Facebook and Reverb Nation. Uh, I, Justin the drummer, have been a fan for a long time now, and fucking love the podcast and the whole PlayStation team. And it would be a great honor to have my band played for you guys. Please enjoy it. Please to enjoy our song, Never Blue. All right, Never Blue. So here's the song. I already forgot the name. Lay Down. You are alive. Godsmack. But is it worth living without gluten? No, probably not. (laughs) Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. Hammering out my ways of filthy lies. You're undressing yourself right before my eyes. Don't you falter, don't you ever play around with my ways. My ethics and my games. If we wanted to
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.